Hello, hello, welcome to Because I Got Highlights with Terrence and Warren. We are separated by distance, Warren on the East Coast, Terrence on the West. But we are united in our passion for basketball and how it impacts us. We're here to have fun, laugh, and highlight the things about basketball and cannabis that we just gotta tell you. What you smoking? Let's get started because, bitch, I got highlights. Woo! Here we go. How's it going, man? It's going. Yeah? How are you? Uh, You know, I'm good. It's been, it feels like this season has been absolutely insane. And in the membrane, the NBA feels like it's transforming, like many professional sports, more into the melodramatics and less about like skill, statistics, like the brass tacks of the game. And I'm not sure how I feel. I'm excited to get into our conversation tonight because I got highlights and John Morant, Zion Williamson, MVP race. Those three things have been insane since our last week, since a week ago. A week, only a week. It has been insane. So, I don't, I mean, okay, okay. I read one article. I, I, I want to give everybody, you know, our team of the month. I'm actually going there in um, August, uh, August, <laughs> in uh, April. I'm going to Atlanta, so I'm pretty excited to see. We're not going to go to a game or anything, but oh, I'm excited yeah. to sort of see the area. Um, there was this one article from the Hawks owner, Tony Wrestler, who basically kind of fielded a lot of questions on, you know, the criticism of the team, the firing, Trey Young, his future, his son, lots of stuff that's happening. And so this is on The Athletic uh, by Jeff Schultz. I think he posted it on March 3rd. Um and it was really interesting because there was like one particular question. This article is pretty long, but I think it's a really good read. But there's one question that talks about, you know, you know, can you set the record straight? Because they basically these questions are going into talking about the firing of Nate McMillan, a, a black coach in mm. a predominantly black, you know, area, you know, the hiring of Quinn Snyder, a white coach, right? Who literally like, I'm curious what you think. Would you count Quinn Snyder as a successful coach? Ooh. Right? That's a really great question. And I would uh, um, say... In, NBA League. Sorry, I know Quinn Snyder does other stuff. Specifically in the NBA. Like, the the actual league. The answer is yes. Because he won, I think, he won, he won a I lot, think, right? I think his body of work in how his team was with the Jazz was enough for me to say he was a good coach. Because it was. I was like, uh, their roster is fine, right? Like, But I really think he held a lot of that together when a lot of it was weathering the storm between you know Mitchell and Gobert, right? I really think he, he did a yeah. – they still won a lot of games, right? They yeah. still won a lot they of games. One, so. They were like the one seed, right, for one of these things? One or two. They were somewhere That's high, why, right? Yeah, yeah, like very high up there. Like it was between Denver and them for a while. It felt like – and then it just felt like, you know, Denver broke away. I, I think that's what it felt like for a little bit to me. I don't know why I think that. 
Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say they broke away. Um, I think I think you you are pretty spot on because it was pretty even on uh, uh, for both of those teams because again, um, I was going to say Karl Mark. <laughs> George Carl George is no longer the Denver coach. Who's the Denver coach now? Mike Mike something, Mike Malone? right? Yeah. Mike Malone. Um again, is he a good coach, right? Like y'all put up some crazy good stats in the regular season, but you haven't done anything in the postseason. And I'm just curious of like I guess that's like good regular season, great postseason, legendary championships and going after. And I wonder if that's how we are scaling and kind of grading that term um i'm curious i would say he's a good coach right because he did a, he did a lot especially with kind of crafting down the mitchell to what he is right now with the Cavs. um not so much gobert but he at least did a lot for his development and kind of going forward um so i definitely give props to quinn snyder there okay i thought we were still, like back i thought we were still talking about mike malone i was like oh yeah mike malone is yeah, very good coach, I think, right? I do classify him as a... But, but, I mean, but him and Quinn Snyder haven't done anything in the playoffs is what I'm saying. Like, that, that is right. So that's what I, like, like, when you say a player's good, he's like, oh, yeah, this player's good. Like, a coach is good, right? But if someone has never actually played in, like, we all, we all know... Damian Litterler, I guess it's different from a coach and a player, so I don't know how I can make that. I don't think I can make that comparison, right, because Damian Litterler is an insane player, but he hasn't been on the strongest of teams, and he hasn't gone that far in the playoffs either, right? But he is an insane talent that he, that is arguably top three to five shooting guards ever in history. I don't know. Statistics. Oh, sorry. Oh, stat. stat. Uh, wait a second. <laughs> what? My, okay, <laughs> I can't do this with you right now. <laughs> oh God, you, you just said Damian Lillard is in the top three shooters of all time. You can't he say is. shit like that out. He oh. is in. So sorry. Let me put a frame. Let me put a frame to it. Sorry, Damian Lillard. Regular season stats. Right. No championships, no playoffs, anything. Damian Lillard, regular season stats. I feel feel he's going to be and is a top five. Is he a shooting guard or he has to be shooting guard, right? Exactly. You don't even know. We don't even know. That's the problem. That's he's a shooting the guard. problem. He's definitely not a point guard. He's not a small forward, so he's a shooting guard. So I don't think that's too crazy to say. I don't think it's a cra- I don't think it's a crazy thing. I just I just it it's a bold thing to say without any type of real di- I, you're saying out of every shooting guard who's ever played he is better statistically than every other player in that category. No, you've not looked at the stats. You don't without I'm, looking. You just think I'm, in your I'm, brain. No, no, you I'm, think. I'm, I'm, I didn't say he's better. I say he's top five, top ten. I think that's that's a very different thing that you're trying to put in my mouth. Okay, but that's <laughs> but that's my statistics. Then is what you're saying. So you've looked at the statistics and you're telling me 
that Damian Lillard is in the top three then. Is that what you're saying? And Because that would be shocking. But if uh, you're just saying you think in your brain, and I'm going to say you're, you you need to look at the stats first because I don't think that at all. I don't think it's even – I don't think he's in the top – I think he's in the top 20. Okay, so i got to do um, Damian Lillard historical stats. And I will do that as we continue to talk. Um, but okay, so but but the point that I'm really kind of making is kind of going all the way back. Sorry, it was a like big tangent. Sorry, yes, Sorry, yes. Um, very big tangent. So the owners, <laughs> wow, the owner of the Hawks <laughs> um, was talking about trying to be the best, trying to put the best people in the correct spot so he can do his job to allow the team to succeed and still weather some of the challenges, right? So it feels like it's kind of like a water down statement, but it is really interesting that. What I'm sort of curious, what I was kind of getting from this is, like, how do you measure that success, right? Because you've already done this. You had success with Nate McMillan. You've had success with other coaches that you fired. And Mike Boldenholzer that we talked about before. And so now, are you ready to hit the reset button, all right? I am really interested to see a response to, is Trey Young your future, right? Because for the last... You know, five plus years or so he has been and they have been underperforming to the standards of only one conference final right and then a lot of losing records outside of that so what you know what's next what does how i guess my, my question would be you know when is enough right like when do you hit that reset button do what the jazz and the okc are doing trade away the star get the assets and rebuild and do the Victor Wimbiamba. Like, what is it? Wimbiamba? Sweepstakes, right? Wimbiamba? Yeah. Wimbiamba sweepstakes. This draft. I, that's a really good, when is, when do you push the reset on that? Because, like, you have to keep going with Trey, right? You have no other choice until you decide to not to. So, yeah, you're right. But when is the time do they choose to say reset? Because, They've gone through great coaches. They've gone through um, supporting cast for him so far, right? Like, what other type of supporting cast does he need before they decide, oh, it's him? Before they decide, oh, it's him? Like a Russell Westbrook, right? Like, I mean, oh, let's keep finding the right piece for him. Let's keep finding the right piece for him. You are right. Uh, it's him. You are right on that one too. But like the the other the issue with Russell Russell Westbrook was he there was a there was a long stretch of time where he was really dominant, but the, it didn't add to wins. Right, they weren't winning those games, and so it's really interesting to really look at his career under a microscope and saying, "This is not winning basketball, Russ." Right, like it really isn't. Sure, you can get whatever individual awards you can get because that's that's exactly what you got. And there's no shot at Russ, right? I hope people aren't taking it like no, that. No, not but, at all. Like nope. it's really not nope. team winning basketball to win a championship. Because then you have people like Draymond Green, just as an example, no shots, right? Who's not putting up those numbers and has four rings, right? So it's just like, yes, there's a lot of other scenarios, a lot of other team dynamics that's going to be in there. But even James Harden, right? I think this is even a better example. James Harden in Houston is not 
winning basketball. Insane, insane regular season. Postseason? Nope. Like, right. Championship. Not a winner. Right. Champ- not a winner. Championship winning. Sorry, let me add a little modifier. James Harden and Russell Westbrook are not championship winning basketball. And it's kind of a bummer. You take so I I hear what they say when they're like it shouldn't matter if they win a championship, but I take it back to what do you guys remember when you guys were playing when you guys were kids in like a twelve team intramural team like summer league, right? It mattered, right? Who won? It did. It just it did. You didn't care who was number two, how many wins you had that that season, right? Like go fuck yourself, right? Like nobody cared. How many wins you had? They cared who won that year. Mm-hmm. But yes, you're right. Your individual accolades matter. James Harden, Paul George, all of you guys, you're right. They matter. I'm not negating you as a player. But you have to agree that you're not a winner. Is that okay? Can you just say that? It's okay to say you're a loser. Right? It's one. It's a sucky thing to say as a basketball, like as any type of athlete, any type of a you didn't win as a, you didn't do what you needed to do as a, you didn't do your job. <laughs> yeah. Sucks. Sucks. Right. Regular people deal with it all the time. I think you can handle it just fine. Right. I think you can handle it just fine. Um, quick, quick notes here. Damian Lillard played 11 seasons, averaged almost 26 points, seven assists, and five rebounds in over 760 games, six-time All-Star, one Rookie of the Year. In the all-time leading stats, he's all over it in the three-pointers made, attempted, and free-throw percentage. Also, J.J. Redick is top 10 free-throw percentage as well. I think that's pretty pretty, pretty great. Um, and he currently lies in the top 100, not, you know, uh, in points scored. And he specifically is 61st, and it's only going to be climbing at this point, um, a point scored um, at this point. And so he's he's literally, I mean, by the end of the season, he's probably going to be, like, top 30. So, um, yes. Doesn't sound like a top three shooting guard of all time, Michael Jordan, and, you know. I, I don't like. Uh, I still think he's. T- I still think he's top. T- I mean, like Kobe arguably, Bryant, like sorry, so Alan sorry. I, I'm saying. I'm saying like top. I'm saying top way, one. He's way, like top sixty. Well, he's top sixty. You know, don't scoring say, of don't all say time. That now. You said no, top. No. You said top yeah. three. You said top three. I know. I'm. I'm. Re- I'm. Re- I'm re- <laughs> retracting that and saying top ten. Okay. Thank you. That's top better. 10. I'll take top, top ten. 10. But to be 60, Terrence, hold up. To be number 60 of everybody who's ever played in the league of scoring is pretty incredible. Like, that's insane. Number 60? Where is Kobe Bryant, Allen Iverson, Dwayne Wade? Where are these other people who... Well, we know Kobe's top 10, right? Iverson. So, so what I'm saying. Iverson's twenty-seven. Is, yep. So what I'm saying is, it's impressive that he's number sixty. But what I'm saying is that to be in even the top ten shooting guards of all time, 
you got to be a little better than that, buddy. Sorry. Sure. You're fair. It's fair. I'm still putting in the top 10. I'm not saying you're wrong. But Vince Carter is I love Damian Lillard. He, Damian, uh, Damian Lillard was one of my, like, he was my favorite player for, like, a solid three years. Like, he was the guy. When somebody like, who's my player, your favorite player right now? Damian Lillard. So, not hating, but he's not in the top 10 shooting guards of all time either. My can I opinion. say one? Can I say one thing that I just noticed before we sort of get out the Hawks and everything? I'm looking at the you know scores of all time, and specifically sure. I zeroed in on the games played. I'm curious right. if you can get this here of games played at this time, out of one through you know let's say fifteen, only one person has played under a thousand games. And still has put up this many points. Who do you think it is? He's currently sitting at 13th and going up. So he's an active player. He's played under a thousand games and has logged almost 27,000 points. Clint Capella. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> so. <laughs> That man is nowhere on this list. Um, it's insane to look at Kevin Durant right now of playing oh, 981 plays, games. Oh, the Hawks? Wait. No one said anything the about the Hawks. The Hawks. <laughs> no, I didn't say anything about you the Hawks. You just said, wait, I'm sorry. I think you started with, before we get off the Hawks, before we, like, I thought that's what you were yeah, saying. Yeah, so uh, I said, I, I want to get to this point, and then we're going to move off the Hawks. <laughs> okay, excuse sorry, me, sorry. sir. I thought. Sorry, yeah, I, didn't, I, I haven't even started smoking. I yet. didn't know where How I was did... picking from. So yes, I have been smoking, and I was really listening. Okay, sorry, we didn't even start no, talking I, about what we're smoking. I said I haven't even been smoking, and I'm messing up. Yeah, so Kevin Durant has played 981 games. The next person after that is James Harden, who's played 990 games. Like Everybody else, LeBron James is over 1,400, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Carl Malone, Kobe, all of these people are well over 1,300 games. I find that to be incredible. Like, Kevin Durant mm-hmm. clearly surpassed LeBron James with this volume that he's doing. Like, he, he's for sure going to do it. The- is he going to do it? I, I mean, like, now granted. As of this, as of tonight, he's actually out of the lineup playing against the OKC because he twisted his ankle during a pregame warm-up. And so I think they want to be over cautious, especially because he just got back from a knee injury. Um, that he also hurt his knee two seasons ago. So but I do find that to be pretty spectacular. Okay. We're done with this. I think it's a good conversation. That was a good conversation. So think, Thank you. We didn't we we need to get into some some meat, some some big things. So um what you got? What's first up? First up, I'm smoking chocolate covered strawberries. And it is fantastic. I feel as calm as can be, buddy. I feel like uh unwavering right now. Good word, nice. unwavering. Lovely. That's a great word of the day. Chocolate-covered strawberries. How about you? I am about to start smoking, still lemon sugar, 
sativa hybrid. Nothing crazy. It's quite nice, quite light still, kind of kind of a bubbly flavor. Um, as I'm going into like my off few days, and so now I'm off until next week, uh, until I start back up internship next week. So it'll be a nice little four day weekend for me. All right. So where do we start? I think we, get... we should start. Mm -hmm. This is an off thing. So maybe Paul George's comment on like okay. what I want to just talk about really quick. Yeah. Yep. So Paul George was on JJ Reddick's podcast, uh, Old Man 3. I, which, man, JJ Reddick. So solid, great. Right. I, I love I'm, I'm just waiting him. for him to actually have um, his official show. Like, it, yeah. He's pretty great. He's pretty great. Um, but, Paul George brought up that he's never wanted any level, high school, college, or NBA level. And he talked about how he is finally, like he's just, like he's fine. not being the number one guy, right? He understands not being the not being the guy. He just wants to win. And I hear that. But then I I wonder for the Clippers though, right? Like I, I hear him saying this. I'm like, if I were the owner of the Clippers, like do like I would want to talk to my employee, right? Like, oh well, then what do you need to win? Like, what do you need to be a winner? Like, are, are we surrounding all the pieces around you? And like, do we, do you think that the pieces are around him? So if he thinks this, right, if he thinks he is now yeah. a hog in a, in a machine, right, he admits, right, that he's not one at any level. He's got the presence of mind. Good for him. I love that, right? Some people don't know. <clears throat> Can't do that. Now he's willing to do whatever. But now, do the Clippers have the pieces around him to win? So, I'm curious when he got this ideation or mindset recently, because um, this is some serious growth, right? He's getting up there on age. We talked about the load management. They made that, you know, Kawhi signed and went there and basically has been someone unavailable until this year, right? While that time, Paul George has been doing it not himself, right? Terrence Mann was there. We had um, Patrick Beverly for a bit there. We had who's the guy who just traded recently? Well, oh, Reggie Reggie Jackson was there. Jackson, right? Reggie Jackson, Zubots. So the, I mean, they had a good team at that point, but Kawhi was literally supposed to take it over the top. And I feel if Kawhi was actually playing this level of basketball now, when he first got there, they would have probably made a lot, a lot more noise. <laughs> Um, okay. I I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting because, like, the, I'm just they, fascinated by the clip. I'm always fascinated yeah. by the Clippers buzz. Well, I feel like whenever they, people talk about the Clippers every year, I'm like, well, they got Russell I'm Westbrook, still right? And it's just like they got Russell Westbrook, and they're not winning games. We talked about playoff, or we talked about championship winning games, and. Since that Russ acquisition, the Clippers are in a spiral downfall. They are losing games, right? In that 170-point-plus game that they lost to the Kings, right? Like, 
it's it's pretty insane to to see that happen. Um, yeah, so I don't know, man, because like right now, like I see them losing in the first round. Like, yep. mm, well, they may they may host. Sorry, they, I see them losing in the second round. Excuse me, they may host, so they may have the advantage there. But right now, I see them losing in the second round. Like in the West, I put them current. Denver, current Memphis above them, right? The Suns, Golden State. I put those four teams and the Sacramento Kings, right? Those five teams above them. Uh, that those five teams can easily beat you, or I think those five teams can beat you. Excuse me, I want to remove easily in a seven game series. After that, it becomes really interesting, right? Because the Mavs, I think would be a really fascinating, like, one-on-one thing. But the Clippers aren't playing mm-hmm. defense. Like, Kawhi Leonard won Defensive Player of the Year at one point. Like, you, y'all are just not playing defense as a team. I don't see them coming out of the first – see, yeah, you said second round. I don't see them coming out of a first round. Well, I think only said first round is because they'll be hosting – Right, like they play. I, I don't care who they. Play. Oh wow! Okay, okay. If, if they play Minnesota, well, they play. I mean, well, they play. Right, right, right. So they play in the play-in teams. Right now, the play-in teams at this current point is like the hobbled Lakers. Right, Minnesota is going to be down there. Um, possibly but, the Blazers. I mean, New Orleans, New Orleans is going to suck for them. Utah is going to suck for them. Right, like they. It's not like it's easy. For them to like, it's not like the Clippers are like. I've seen we've seen them roll really, so that's why I'm just interested in what his comments were, and I'm sure. like I'm fascinated to see how they they turn out to be the rest of the year because it's you know they still got time. We still got time. Yeah, it's like, uh... they they still have like one of the best coaches. Like Ty Lue is like a great coach, but can he really like coach Russell Westbrook? Oh, Ooh. I apologize. Like. I'm... Sorry, let me just make a small correction here. I thought the Clippers were much higher than they are. Um, they are in the eighth seed right now, so they are actually in the play-in tournament, and I do see them doing the first-round exit because they are playing all the teams we just mentioned beforehand. I didn't realize Golden State has jumped up from like nine recently to six, and the Lakers and Pelicans are moving up because the Jazz is in a free fall now as well. So uh, I do apologize. Like This is a first-round exit for them. I just yeah I I don't see it happening for them so yeah. just interesting that he was just on his show and like I just want to talk about it real quick okay we can yeah. move off that thank you yeah I thought I thought it was great it was nice to hear him sort of res- like respond about the um, injury and his sort of coming back to it which all is, of it like, so good for that his thoughts on load management too like yo JJ asking the right questions like his thoughts on load management load management and wanting to play I like it right sure right. I like his point of view. It's not all, all there. It's not all the players' fault. I yep. I hear all of that. Um. So how about we talk about MVP before we get into Jaw okay. and like MVP things for okay? okay. Um. Because I want to start this off with saying I do remember saying my priest like at the before the season started. I remember saying 
who my pick was. Do you remember? Before the season Before started? Yeah, but like when before we even talked about like that like this podcast, dude, we were talking about basketball. Oh. Like who like who every like yeah, I have Joker. a pick of who No. Oh Don Doncic. Yeah, sorry. Luke, the sorry, other sorry, Y guy. The sorry, other Y guy. Yeah. yeah, the other well, Y guy. Well he also yep. he also just left the, the game with the injury. That, yeah, he, he he just left the game injured today, so oh, I don't know what no. it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he Anyways, was my sorry. pick. So it's not like it's not like Joker has been my pick from the beginning. So I just want to state that before we yep, get into yep. too much of talking about MVP things of like, I am like only all eyes on Jokic, right? I just want mm-hmm. to be clear. Luka Doncic was my favorite and is still my favorite player. He still is my favorite player. But Jokic is hot on that heels, man. He is just so good. So, um, yeah, MVP, I think the reason why I want to talk about this is because of like, I hate when we, like, we're commenting on commentators, but, like, that's okay, because it's going to lead into other conversations. Uh, Kendrick Perkins got into mm-hmm. a back and forth with J.J. Redick because J.J. Redick called out Kendrick Perkins on something he said about the MVP race in general, basically saying that it's rigged in a racist way. That's a very blanketed way to say it. You know, I just want to, you know, I don't have the end details, but that's, I want to catch yeah. all up, right? That's why I want to talk about MVP because, like, that's a hot take. That's a really that's, hot take for him to say. Scalding take of, like, sc- and, like, JJ's no. response to him was amazing. You can find it on YouTube. Go watch it. It's a really, I agree with everything he said to Kendrick Perkins about it. Um, I really do. Um, it's just interesting that instead of talking about what Kendrick Perkins think an MVP should be, he wanted to trash the person who, like, is just a front runner, right? Like, it's not like sure. nobody is saying he is he won, but everybody's saying he's the front runner, and it just feels like, yo, Ken Kendrick Perkins, it sounds like you're just hating. Is that a, can you just yeah. calm down? Well, it's weird because like this is not the first. Time. He's been doing this for weeks now, and it's just like it, it, it came to a crescendo of the stat padding with Joker and all this stuff. It's just like, where is this coming from? Because if we, it, it was a conversation that me and you had before about how I felt Joel Embiid should have won, and then we look at the stats, it was like he does not play games, like he doesn't play. Right. So. <clears throat> Like that really, it, it, it's really fascinating to see him somewhat dial the hill. And I think you you said this far better uh, of, you know, tell us who your MVP is, not who you think is not it, right? Like you are so focused on breaking everything down without actually saying, oh, here's why such and such is the MVP because X, Y, and Z. It's so weird. So in or, that, or, 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 who or do you those? Yeah, or I guess he goes like, oh, I think it's between this person, this person, this person, right? But specifically goes out of his way to destroy Joker's chances of it. So it's it really does feel like weirdly like personal. Uh, right now, who, who do I think? It's it's tough, right? I think who's it? Who's be... the five? Who are who are some of the five? five. So I'm going to read you out a list of the people who are. I brought up a list of like I. Googled it, so there's a long list. So, 
Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, Doncic, Tatum, Morant, LeBron James. Those that's just a couple names. But okay. if you had to throw out your three, who is your three out of like names besides those? It doesn't have to be those, but I'm just throwing out names so you have them. Giannis? Because I'm Okay. Yeah. Giannis, Joker, yeah. Embiid, Tatum. Uh, and Doncic, like that's, and I think those are the names that I would toss out. I think we have to go back to what are the games played because Giannis has missed a bunch of time, and so because of that, and because it feels like Giannis has missed more time than the other two big ones up there, Tatum hasn't missed half as much time as any of these guys. I don't think. Uh, but his stats aren't as better as Embiid and Joker. I think Joker has played them. I mean, like, this is, like, your stance, Terrence, still holds true this year. And it's just, like, now you, I have been swayed by you saying you kind of have to go with who's playing in the games. Joker is playing more, Embiid, and then after that, it's just, you know, Tatum and Giannis. And I love those are the names you said. I really do those are the names you said because the first thing it has to be is an eye test. We have to say it's got to be – there has to be some type of it factor first. And all those players, right, there's an it factor to what they bring to their teams, right? That X factor, mm-hmm. right? That's huge, right? That's really big, right? What sets you apart, right? If you take them off the team, what are they going to do, right? You mm-hmm. take Jokic off of – off of that team, they're not winning against other teams in the West. You take Embiid off of off of the team in the East. Oh wow! Yo, yeah, they're not right. You, yeah, but that's why it's hard for Tatum, right? Because like Tatum, yes, he's having an amazing year, but would they pull it together because they have Brown? But like, but he's have he could pull it. To, he could put it over the edge by what he does in the next twenty games. You know, like yeah. he could. Um, we've seen that John Morant without him there, they can win. So he is not for me. He is not in the MVP race. He's, he's not even. He's got the impact. Like, he's not in top five. I would actually replace right. um, Shay Alex Gilchrist for more than more than Morant just because of the insane numbers and stats and games he's played more than Morant. Right. So, but that team is terrible. Okay, see, it's terrible, right? So. They, there's no way yes. you can put that that higher than the other guys who are top one, two, or three seeds. So it's got to be Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis, right? It's got to be yep. those three. Mm-hmm. So if it's those three, I'm sorry. If Jokic has played more games and his numbers yeah. are better, yeah, I, guys, if he wins this year, I can't. I hate that he's going to win three times in a row, and he if he doesn't win the finals, right? If he doesn't win the championship, I really do hate that. That is really a weird stat, but you can't blame him. He just, he's just that good right now. I can, like, I wish he were stat padding, right? Dray, the, the thing you said about Draymond Green, like Draymond oh Green God. just said only a couple hours ago, even if he were stat padding, it would have caught up with him by now because you would try to win that game to get that last assist and you would lose. Every time he has a triple-double, they win. So what are you going to say, buddy? 
right? Every other great player, like who is a great scorer, triple double, right? Russell Westbrook comes to mind, right? Yes, you get those a lot, but every team you've ever gone to has lost, right? Never won game, right? Really won anything. So who cares if you if that was your individual accolade? So you care, right? And that's amazing. That's a good accolade. I love that. But so one quick thing. Luka Doncic has played in 56 games. Joker has played in 57 games. And Bede and Giannis have both played in 52 games. Um, Jason Tatum has played in 61 games, more than all of those guys. Ooh. Which I, I, See, which that I, matters. I knew. See, this right? matters. Sabonis <laughs> has played in 62 games. I know Sabonis is not up there, right? But like, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. Should I'm looking for John. Ja- yeah, John ja Morant is you know played in 53. So it is really interesting that the disparity between games is five, which is to be honest with you, that's a twisted ankle. It's an unfortunate twisted ankle for a three four game. That's like four games in a week, right? Is what we're talking about one small injury. So because it's closer in this one here, it still goes to there's a small nod to Joker. And then for me to look at this in games played, it's Joker, Embiid, Tatum, and then Giannis. It's hard to sustain excellence. Yeah. I just want to like remind everybody that, you know, to achieve excellence is a thing, right? Oh man, that is, that's hard to do. But he just doesn't stop, right? He's just consistent. That's my thing about it, right? Since, like, December, he just just keeps on playing, keeps on winning. They're still number one. Do you know how hard that is in the West? When it's, like, every game matters? That's a big deal. I, so yeah. I'm not saying that the other players aren't impacting in the same way. But in the West, it matters that he is the number one, right, MVP, right? He is the reigning MVP, and he's got a target on his back, and he's just still, you know, being quiet and doing his thing. I think it's a big deal. I think people just forget that because he's just being quiet about it. But if he were loud about it, I feel like people would be going out of their minds right now. Like, if he were saying, I deserve to be MVP, everybody would go crazy. But you know what? He would not be wrong, right? Just like if Embiid said it right now, you're not wrong. I love that, right? Yo, yes, you should feel that way. Then prove it. This is how the MVP conversation should be every year. And it's not. It feels like this is the latest that we can have this like conversation because it can go I, I I feel it can go any way right now. The top five can change. So it is really interesting. But I think the biggest component of it is games played. So the year that Nowitzki lost in the first you know he won the MVP and then lost in the first round. Let's say he didn't win, like didn't lose in the first round. Would we still be like hate on him winning the MVP? Maybe if he lost in the second round, would we hate him as much? 
I, I don't think I just think it just it just it would it just so happens he lost in the first round. That's why we hate on him for winning the MVP that year. I really do, right? Like, it's not like that man it's, doesn't it's, deserve an MVP at some point in his tough, career. But that but that was the it's Golden tough. State Dallas, right? Correct. Oof. Yes, it was the we believe, right? So, I'm just saying he was just caught on the wrong side of history. Yep. But he made up for it. So, like, why bring up that it was an egregious thing that a white guy won? It's not that a white guy won. It's oh, that man. he won and then he lost in the first round. And it's not because he was white. It's because he just crumbled in the moment. Crumbled in the moment. Am I thinking of the wrong time? Didn't he do that with the Heat? Wait, wasn't that the Heat? Holy shit. Now I'm thinking wrong. What? What are you talking about? You're right. It was against it was against the the we believe warriors that they lost that first I round. I think right? so. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, okay. I'm looking up right now. I was like, I, I don't I don't fully remember all the details. So I need to refresh myself. But Dirk's stats was really interesting. Of you know, twenty four, uh, you know, about twenty seven a game, nine rebounds, one block, for almost two thousand points. Other questionable MVPs, yeah, right, that stand out are like Carl Malone winning the year, right? That, oh. they, that they lost, right? Of course, Charles Barkley. Like, yeah, but it, I mean, did we look this up? Who was the last MVP who won the championship? Oh, yeah, didn't we look that up? I don't remember now who that was. I thought we looked it Are up. Are you looking it up now? Yeah, yeah. I know we looked it up. We probably too high. We forgot. So we're back. Um, Shaq did it in 2000. Tim Duncan did it in 2003. Curry did it in 2015. Right, I remember now. Yeah, 2015 is the uh, most recent. LeBron did it in 2013. Jordan did it. You know, 91, 92, 96, 98. Yeah, a gajillion times. Right. Yeah. So the last, like, yeah, it's not easy to do. So it, let's let the, if the regular season MVP is what it is, then like, let's not cry about who really wins it that much, right? Because oh. we know that it's kind of arbitrary. Oh, kind of arbitrary. Oh, this is the year. This is why it was so egregious. Yes, Curry won the MVP. He won the championship. But Andre Iguodala won the finals MVP. And I raced like, no way. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That's right. Egregious. You're right. Word for oh, that year. Man. Egregious. <laughs> I remember. I was like, bro, this dude literally did it, did it all. So with as many games in, who would you say is your MVP? If you had to vote right now, Warren Jackson gets a vote. Who do you vote for? Uh, Paolo Banchero. Not, 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 <laughs> not for rookie of the year. This is for your MVP. 
You don't have to uh, play coy. You don't actually have a vote, buddy. You're you're just who do you think you are? Jesus. Yeah, like um I, I like it's tough. It's a five game difference. What? Of uh, games played. Five game difference of games played. Tough? I think it's tough, but tough. it's 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 tough. It's Joker, but it's tough. It's a tough call. Tough. No, just say say with your chest. Who is it? Joker. Yes, it's Joker. I agree. My pick is also Jokic. Yeah, and I have no problem saying it. I'm I'm sorry, not sorry. Way I wish that Giannis could step it up and like take that away from him because. I think he matters most to that team over Embiid because if he if Embiid weren't there, would Harden would Harden want to like try to step up and do that like do the thing again? He might. Yeah. He might. He's there, right? But who would do that with Milwaukee? Nobody. And like Chris Middleton could try, but he's not enough. Like he's he's not. Draw, they could try. Yeah. They're not Giannis. Giannis is. A transcendent player. Jokic is a transcendent player. When he plays, yeah. yo. Embiid is a monstrous player. I've not seen him be consistent enough to me to say he's transcendent. It's different, right? You, there's levels of like how great you can be. Yes, Embiid is a beast. When he can play and he he is nobody can stop him. But I've not seen him do it enough consistently. Sorry. I just haven't. Just haven't. So it's Jokic right now. And he, I think the person who can overtake him is Giannis. I think it's Giannis. Who's after that? Tatum. Because I think it's going to be in the East, right? Who's going to matter most in the East? Whoever Mm -hmm. makes their team look the best in the East is who could win it. Because, and it's this, it's the, it's also the narrative, right? If Tatum does, if it can be Tatum, yes. That could be the thing that pushes him past Jokic. If Embiid, Giannis's, or Tatum's story could be better, Right, if yo, if Embiid goes on a tear and they go to number one in the East, yo, yes, he could be in the he could be in the running, he could he could do it. Mm. So it has to be a team in the East who who does it. I don't think anybody else in the West is going to do it. So I think it's going to be either it's Giannis, Tatum, Embiid. Those are going to be the ta- It's going to be the order I would put it in. I don't trust Embiid enough to put him higher. That's the only reason why. I just don't trust his body enough. Not his fire, right? Fine. You've got plenty of fire, dude. Not questioning that. It's your body. It's your body. How about you? <sighs> it's so you're still looking. You've been so... looking at a long time. You're still, you're staring at that. I'm like, yo, bitch. I I I did that quick. I did that quick. 
think it's it's I think it's tough. I mean, I think you you got to go. You're right for Joker being at number one right now. Um, I still would do just because of scoring wise and how many points they've put up, and average like Embiid over Giannis and over you know Embiid Giannis and Tatum right there. But I do agree with you that you know the Celtics has already been crowned champs, basically how the season started and all that's been happening, and so. Now that there's kind of like shaky, you know, at best, it really is going to come down to how healthy and quickly can the Suns get together. If they're going to topple Denver is what I'm talking about, right? Like really shake that mm-hmm. out. And if and if Joker can actually, you know, pull through and try to maintain that number one seed against them. Like the East is stacked right now. The West is so weirdly messed up with you know players coming and going that it really does look like there's a push for the East for the best stuff. And from the logic you did earlier, I think you were pretty spot on with the Celtics. It's Giannis and it's Embiid and Giannis taking them off their team, and they will crumble. Those teams are gonna crumble. So it's unfortunate that Tatum is so successful on a successful team, but, you know, he's not going to get the looks unless they really start to blow out teams again. Like if they start playing like they did in the, you know, middle, uh, what the, you know, second quarter of the season, it was just insane basketball scoring like 150 points. So, yeah. Yeah. Throwing haymakers when he, when they do play teams in the West, Mm-hmm. Like winning uh, handily, or like overcoming big. But they, but they were like right? blowing teams like out by like games. thirty. They were blowing teams out by like right thirty points, and it was like what Tatum and Brown were sitting at the end of the co- third quarter. Like what? What's happening? I don't understand who the, who is this team right now. Right. We'll see. So that's my my thoughts on MVP. How do you think they should fix the MVP? Did we talk about this already? How they should you fix did. the MVP? The okay, voting? Good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I was Can like, wait, this I, think, I, think, I think did that. Yeah, we did this. Okay, then we have to talk. Then we have to talk. Okay. Anything else um, on MVP stuff? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, ja Morant. How do you, how do you yeah, want to so, lean into that? I mean, quick the update. The news first or the last, question? Yeah. Uh, the news first, right? Quick update from last week in our conversation. We went into all the stuff that we talked about, John, the stuff that we had heard and how it was alleged and stuff that was happening over the summer. Like, did he get arrested? Nothing. Then after the loss to Denver, and it was somewhat of a hand that we lost to Denver last Friday, he goes to some sort of club, strip club with people waving a gun around, and this is like, "What are you, what are you doing?" And so on now, IG sort live. of like, uh, on, on IG, IG live, so now <laughs> it has like, right. you know, had to hit. Get, basically, the team has now updated and said he's going to miss at least four games, but there seems to be uh, we don't know when he'll be back uh, because they did conclude their investigation in Colorado from the police and said that, it, that no crime has been committed. There's not enough evidence. So 
the damage is already done. Those are the texts that I sent you. And now it's sort of like, it kind of leads to your question here of his sneaker deal, his Powerade deal, all this, all this stuff that he had going for him is like, is that all in jeopardy right now? I think it is. I think it's in jeopardy. Yeah. I, I didn't, I've not talked to you about this, but, and I've not actually seen anybody say this yet. Everybody is saying they're proud of his statement that he put out. I'm not saying that I need to see it. I need to have heard somebody say that he said those words with his mouth. Because I don't believe yet that there was any learning from him. Because that statement doesn't sound like how John Morant talks. Just saying. Right? I've heard him speak in interviews. I've heard it like he's a lucid fella. But that sounds like a very carefully crafted statement from a team of people who understand that he has many millions of dollars to lose. Mm. So I think he should on his own, right? This is not, this is a, in my own opinion, Terrence Hip stepping out of and talking about anything basketball. So, yo, you were a grown ass man, do what you want. But if I were, if to make me feel better about you as a player, John Morant, if you went on IG Live and said those same words, that would matter more to me than anything mm. else. Mm. That would change, that would change everything in an instant. That would take away any anything for me and what I think about him right now. If he did said those same words, even if he read it off of a piece of paper, that would mean more to me. That's a good that's point, all, right? Like, in, yeah, that's a good point. I, I don't, I don't believe that statement is from him yet. I don't. So I don't. So I don't believe anything that's out there yet, right? Whether, right, like. Is it over for him in Colorado? I don't know because I don't know mm -hmm. if it was his gun. Like, where did the gun come from, right? I don't know. We don't know anything yet. And I don't need to know everything. But I need to know that, yo, I need to trust that I want to watch this player again because he has, you know, he wants to be on the floor, right? That's I'm a fan, right? From the fan's point of view, I want to trust this player, the superstar that I love, right? It's a, sorry, it's a weird fan thing. You know, I want to love my player. <laughs> I don't want to think that you're a bad dude, but if I yeah. think you're a bad dude, well, then I don't want to watch you, right? That's it. That's all, Ja. That's all I'm saying. So do you owe me? Do you owe anybody to come on and anywhere and say publicly what what I'm asking for? No, sir. Not at all. Not what you can do it on our show. You can do it here. We can broadcast Yes, live. John Morant, you were, you're invited to because I got highlights. Yes. Yeah, the no, yeah, nobody will, nobody will hear it. Yes, so you can say it to me, right? It'll make you feel better, right? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, just to have it said would be important to me. What yeah, do you like? I, yeah, I sorry, think it's talk a lot. What do you think? No, no, I, think it's a, I didn't I talk to you beforehand about this. No, and I like it's like it's like one of those things in which case someone starts to say something and you're like, what are you talking? Right, you get that 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 look of like, oh man, like it does. You are right. Like he's already shown his ass and show how he usually sort of responds. And to now, why not use that same channel and vehicle? Because you, we know that this is where you'll be truthful, and you'll actually sort of do it, right? So I think 
I think it's a good point, man. I'm not saying the statement is not true. Does not Terrence Yip did not call you a liar. Did not nope. say that, buddy. Did not say that. But they, everybody oh, keeps saying, clear. "Oh, the statement that the statement that John Morant put out. Oh, the statement John Morant put out was so good." Yo, he sat down at a table and he typed those words out himself. I don't believe it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm not that naive, right? Maybe you are, Steve, you know, Stephen A. Smith, right? Maybe you are. You know, I'm calling those people out, right? I really think they should ask that question. You mean Nike as well? I think these reporters should be asking that question. Like this statement, yeah. Did John Mar- did this was this put out by his team or did John Morant say these things? This is a quote. This is not a. This is not a like statement is different than a quote. I want a quote, right? I want to hear that he's on the headspace to give a quote, and this is the statement from me and my team. That would make me feel much better about what was said, because what was said feels like a lie. Feels like, uh, like a like a cover, right? Then who am I, right? I'm nobody, right? You're right. Cover all you want, but looks like bullshit to me. My fault. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's what's going on with him. But then this got into the question of in the same draft class, Zion Williamson. I asked you, like, who's got more to lose? who doesn't play because right now Zion Williamson isn't playing again because of whatever. Right. And I, we all, we all think it's because of like a weight health issue, right. Stemming from maybe something, and maybe it's not that, but stemming from it. And so his, um, if you went with literary terms, like, uh, like a, a flaw or like a, in like, um like addiction terms vice his was like what he couldn't his addiction he couldn't control was food right or like you know like things of like bodily like bodily pleasures that bodily pleasure we've seen other players like um what is george gervin right cocaine right like drugs right other players it's drugs other players it's women Others players, it's uh, like gambling, whatever it is that brings mm-hmm. them down. So with John Moran, his flaw is, what would you say his is? If we think, if we think that Zion's is like his lust for bodily pleasures, what is Jaws' flaw? I mean, we we you don't think. quite know, but kind of going from your point of it being a weirdly fabricated sort of quote, if Ja is suffering from some sort of substance use disorder, whether it's alcohol or something else that's been weirdly hidden up until now, and this was like a slip up, um, like that would be, you know, a, a flaw there. I would say and I don't know him personally, right? Again, right? right? Me and him right. are friends. It feels like it's from looking at his career, it's
vanity is a bad word, right? But like that's the mm. like it's not it <clears throat> because he worked hard for where he's at, right? He like he worked hard. I'm not saying he didn't do to get out of what he's at, but like a lot of it was to prove something, right? So this there's this thing of like the vanity of like I want to glory, right? So I think that's a hu like a hubris thing to him. Mm -hmm. And that's his flaw. Interesting. And he can't see past that unless something happens, right? Because the I think the player that I, I equated to and I told you like I think Gilbert Arenas is the one that I could say the closest. And I think I think the reason why is because yo, Gilbert Arenas for a good solid three years, they he was a tr he was a problem. Like people yeah. still talk about him, right? He is still talked about in circles as a problem when he was at his peak. And a lot of people don't talk about it because it, it's like such a weird thing that happened, but it was his off the court things that really like made him like kind of deteriorate. When he got to Orlando, dude, he was a shell of himself when he's in Orlando. I met him at an at the Apple store. He was kind of like he was a nice guy, but he was just kind of like aloof and standoffish because he just like it was when he like he hurt his hand. Like I think he'd burn his hand, and I was just talking to him, and he was just kind of standoffish. You know, was that? <clears throat> and this is not I'm, that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Like that is a separate thing because I like Gilbert Arenas as a player. Yo, you are a, an amazing player, dude. But it's just weird that John Moran situation feels like. If Jaw doesn't get his shit together, it could be the same thing. Mm. You have a lot to lose right now. You're not you you're not a superstar yet. You're not you're not LeBron yet. You can't do whatever you want yet. Yeah. You're not there. So who do you think has more to lose if they never step on the floor again? John Morant or Zion Williamson? To the points that I've talked about or at least text about earlier, Zion Williamson to me. Specifically because hmm. okay. as far as we know, there's nothing, like, he has done nothing to categorize or put himself in a scenario where he doesn't deserve you know, he hasn't done anything behavioral, right? He hasn't done anything that is destructive. The issue with him is now his entire career at Duke, after being drafted high, we're talking about like even, you know, at his private school before that, like this dude was lauded almost as big as LeBron James, but he was supposed to hit that trajectory. He went to do. He went to the best school. He went. He got drafted high and first. Had a sneaker deal. When he got on the court, he is literally one of the most dominant people on the court. His stats are insane. He's like top one or two or even three when he plays. And efficiency levels is out of the roof. But it's that big caveat of when he plays, right? Which is really tough because we, we don't know. 
And all of that stuff, that legacy that he had behind him of even lifting up the Pelicans and trading, getting McCollum, doing all this, getting Brandon Ingram, right? When that team was healthy, everybody was like, this is the team to be out of the West. And now with that one injury, again, has now been delayed an additional two weeks and he hasn't played in these years. I would feel like that's far more to lose in that case because it's like even more heartbreaking to think that there, there's nothing that you could have done about it in terms of like the difficulties of managing weight. Lesser about, or, you know, the point that I'm trying to make here is like, like people do bad shit and they don't deserve the good things that happen to them. You haven't done anything bad. You have only been like a great teammate, you know, from what I'm, you know, saw and all that stuff. And now the most difficult thing is just really grasping with this idea that eating disorders, weight gain and all that stuff. If this is the actual issue that we sort of talked about that really does go beyond basketball and trying to figure out like now we're talking about how he can live comfortably in his life if he loses basketball. I love that that's your answer. I'm so happy that that's your answer. I agree with so much of it, right? I agree with like how he was a stand out how he was supposed to be this the next LeBron right everything right the next thing since LeBron we've seen I think that's the thing even if we don't know you know you and I never find out fans never find out why he doesn't play a game ever again But in if his heart of hearts, when he puts his head down on the bed at night, he can tell himself, even if it's not true, true or not true, eating disorder, right? That's why I didn't achieve my mm. my hopes and dreams. Whereas on the other side, John Morant had it all, and by a decision he made, lost everything. Mm. So when we say who's to lose, like who loses more, I think the person who has had everything makes a bad decision, loses everything, essentially has more to lose because the person who I think who is Zion Williamson, dude, he's a he's a freak of nature. Yeah, he's gonna do. He was he was born to do great things. If he was gonna be a basketball player, he stands out. He's a human being who stands out. John Moran does not. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. He's lucky to get where he was. He's lucky to get where he was. He should have been counting his blessings every day. John Moran is an amazing talent. He worked hard to get where he was at. But he forgot for two seconds that he's not Superman. He doesn't look like Superman, right? You might feel like Superman, right? But you don't look like Zion Williamson, dude. You just don't. And that's not a knock, but it's just a truth, right? I'm sorry, right? You just, you're not it in that way. 
I feel I feel like so for a physicality thing, like if that was his vice, right? Like a Zion Williamson thing, right? Eating is his, like, well, he can always, even if he never admits it, he can always have the excuse of, I, I couldn't control, right? It was a mental health thing. John Murray will never have an excuse. Mm. Yep, I did that. He will have to forever in his life, if he doesn't mm. move past this, he will forever in his life have to say, Plaxico, like, he will forever be him. He will ever have to be a story to tell to other people, guys, don't do anything stupid. <clears throat> you could lose half a billion dollars. Because what would, what Design Williamson have to say right now, right? If he doesn't play anymore. Kids, be careful of what you eat, right? A lot easier, that. lot easier to, yeah. lot, right, like, take care of your butt, right? Like, you know, right. body dysmorphia is bad, right? Whatever that is. That's way, way more uh, palatable to, like, talking to people about failure than having to admit all the time that, yeah, dude, I lost half a billion dollars because, yo, I I, tur- I, uh, I brought a gun onto, a gu- like, a, a team plane. You did what? Why? Why did you do that? Yeah, and, like, mental health issue? Like, okay. Like, I really am not knocking mental health issues. Really not knocking mental health issues. But if it gets to where it's a mental health issue that he brought a gun onto, like, I'm going to be really mad. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, you said you it do yourself. Not, do not, if, do, it's a fag, if it's like a fabricate thing of statement and this comes out to try to cover something else. Right. I'm just saying, like, I don't want – I want truth because, like, hey, you brought the gun then, right? Don't blame mental health that, that like, you have some – like, hey, you made a bad decision. That's not mental health. That's not – like, just say you have – like, have you ever shown signs of this before now? No. It, yeah, it's just that you had so much money and you went crazy with money. That's all. That's not, that's not a mental health yeah. issue. That is you had – you flew too close to the sun. Like – that's it. That happens to a lot of people, right? Like to say that's a mental health issue. I hope that's not what we get to. If it's a real mental health issue, I want. I hope he addresses it, and he really gets the help. But like, I I just don't. I don't understand how we're going. We would just let that that be the thing, and that be okay. I don't know how it's going to be okay going forward. I really don't know what the road is. Do you see how this this plays out? I mean, no idea. Best case Zion. scenario. What's what's best case scenario for Jaw? Uh, okay, yeah, no idea for Zaya, but I can try to formulate a best case scenario for him. Best case scenario for Jaw. He does come out uses his, you know, speak in his own words and his own chance. I think it's a lot what you said. Um, I think there's, like, some growing up and he really has to acknowledge and really take the brunt of, I fucked up. You you, you gotta have to acknowledge that. Miss uh, possibly two, three weeks, maybe the rest of the season and be able to be there super supportive on the sideline for his team. 
and then ready to go the following season. Yeah, best case scenario. Or best case scenario is that the gun was like he like he does come out, but he, the gun was somebody at the party, right, right at where he was at, wasn't his, didn't bring it on the plane, right? I think that's best case scenario. Right. Yeah. We find out like we've like the NBA investigates and they find out, oh, he held up a gun that somebody had in the strip club. That's and a it wasn't really his. great scenario. <laughs> yeah, that is the best case scenario. And why it wasn't said in the first place makes me think that it's not what happened. Right. right. Because that makes the most sense. Because when I told the story to I like I told was telling my friend that I have a podcast and I told him like he's like, what's going on? And I kind of gave him like as if he knows nothing, and he knows nothing about basketball. I told him what happened. He goes, why didn't the guy just say it wasn't his? I'm like, exactly. That's what I thought too, right? Like, why didn't he just say it wasn't his? Yeah. And I was like, he was on IG. I see, you know, he was on IG Live. He's like, who cares? Why didn't he just say it wasn't his? Like, yeah, why didn't he just come out and say, which makes me think it, like, it is his, right? Like, there's, it's his. Otherwise, they would have said, they would have come out already and said it wasn't his. But best case scenario would be to say to come out and like to fight come to find out it wasn't his and he just didn't say. But whether or not we believe okay. it. Whether or not we, we so, believe it. So something that's happening right now though is the police department in Colorado already stated that there's not enough evidence to make him the owner of the gun. So if the NBA comes out and says, no, we do have evidence, or they somehow know it was his gun, can you imagine how that that would look? I'm like, oh, because the, because that Terrence, that can happen, right? Like, no, no, it's yeah, it's, it can. It's possible. It's, it's not, it's so fucked to be like, wait, what? What information do you have? Oof. I I think John Moran has more to lose than Zion Williamson. I think you're right I on think that. he has way more. The way that I, the way that I, uh, oh man, Donchick has a thigh strain. The way that I was interpreting oh, no. the question, yeah. Um, the way that I was interpreting the question was really on, um, I guess, in that space of like, who has more to lose psychologically of wanting the passion to to play basketball but physically unable to. Instead oh, of yes, right, yes, right, some like somebody he wants it, right? Oh, wants yes. to play bas- basketball, but you fucked up, and you know those consequences from that. Like that's how I interpret it. Was like looking at a sense of sort of consequences of your behavior, and if it's re- it's reflected appropriately, yes, Ja, you fucked up. So the outcomes is you're going to have to be disciplined. Zion didn't fuck up. Can I? Can I? Can I get? Can I give you a really traumatic example? 
Yeah. So I look at it this way. Do you know the term like it's better to have loved than to never have loved at all? Mm-hmm. I actually don't believe that now. Mm-hmm. As a 40-year-old man, I actually would rather have never have felt what it was like to be as in love as I was and to not have that ever again. Interesting. Like now when I watch when I watch movies like Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind, I'm like, oh, I get why people make movies like this now. Right. So, yeah, I don't think it's I I would rather I think it's more way more for John Moran to lose it because he had it. Dude, you, you knew what it was like to be a millionaire. Dude, he could he could die penniless. Yeah. That's happened to people. That's happened to stars before dude that could happen to you and your family because you made a bad decision delante west man so what's that delante west oh yeah oh oh oof. that is a sad story oh god yeah, man homeless right on the side of the road that's scary so yeah as a 40 year old man in my personal life i think i don't think it's better to have loved than lost i would rather you know what split ignorance is bliss I'd rather not. I would rather not. And I think people tell themselves that to be able to cope through with loss, but I think it's easier to admit that, mm, no, I am I can move forward, but I just admit that, uh, no, I would rather now not to never have to known what this, how awesome that was. Mm. Oh, but you'll get that again. Yeah, can you guarantee that? Right. Right, can you guarantee that to John Moran? Right? Can you guarantee it? It's the same thing. It's just a coping mechanism that we create for ourselves, which is great. It's a wonderful coping mechanism. But just admit that it's a coping mechanism. <laughs> just admit it. Right? <laughs> Nothing is going to make John Morant bring him back his half a billion dollars if he loses it all. No amount of, oh, it's okay. You will have, everything will be better or like you will have learned. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves, everybody. Right. So when somebody says to me, oh, it'll be better. The next one will be better. Yes, it will. But when will I make a billion dollars again? When will that person happen again? Same thing. Deep, deep, guys. This is why we smoke while we do this podcast. This is why we smoke. So I want Jada to succeed. I want Jada to succeed. I I think we all do. Yeah, I, I think I think we all do. I think this is a 23, 24-year-old kid who really messed up and made a mistake. And it's really difficult because there's been a series of mistakes and mess-ups that is no longer an isolated thing to to try to step out of the box and look at this. Of You, you kind of have to take the whole picture. And this is really alarming behavior. And it's specifically alarming behavior when he does so much for the youth and that's a lot of people yep. look up towards to him like getting his hair like they really he do. Is like the new Iverson almost to the point where the style the dreads yep. the color like like that is like a, a new thing um and it, there's agree. like severe consequences that can happen from that I agree youth. Yeah, so I think I think you're right. Something interesting. I just good point. Something interesting with with 
just because I wanted to know. I pulled up the 10 players who were drafted that year along with, because it went Zion Williamson one and John Morant two, right? You remember that? Like, man, that was such Mm -hmm. a good year. But it was, Hmm. this is in order. Zion Williamson, John Morant, R.J. Barrett, DeAndre Hunter, Darius Garland, Jarrett Culver, Kobe White, Jackson Hayes, Rui Hachimura, Mm -hmm. and Cam Reddish. What a top 10. Yeah. What a top 10. Interesting that so many of those names are so prevalent right now everywhere. And to... I forgot Rui Hachimura was a top 10 draftee, right? I forgot he was a top 10 player. I really did. Yeah, if you keep going down the list, yeah, Cam Johnson and Tyler Hero also. Oh, yeah. Tyler Hero. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, I, yeah. I wanted to pull like 20, right? Like, yeah. You know, that year was, well, they're, they're all a- over af- the place that year. After it's a sharp decline. <laughs> but, sure. Yeah. But yeah, I feel it's... like I've looked at other years and it's not nearly that strong. So it just feels like 2019 was a strong year. Yeah. But it's just so interesting that the top two, are having such interesting issues that feel like a very like very millennial issues to me. Right? One is a breakout star who can't control his vices because he just has access to it. And then the other one just can't control it because he has access to money and then he wants to show off to the same where he can't like where it seems like he wants to still be that. He can't control like and it feels like a, and he went on IG lot like he wanted millions of people to see it. like it feels very millennial, right? Mm-hmm. To say like in the like in a weird way to say right these are millennial issues that these top NBA stars are dealing with. I is that weird to say? I don't know. Like I think it's issues. not. I think I think it it's it's not it's it's not in the best way I can think of. Instead of instead of real, I want to say it's not a significant issue, as in, like we don't care. Well, how am I trying to put this? Like, not like we don't care about your life, but you are bragging. There's like worse shit that's happening in this world right now. Like you, your shit, your shit, and what you're doing does not matter to the point where like people should care about it, you know? Like there's other shit that I would want people to care about than looking mm-hmm. at his IG. So and this goes on to the like the thought from the beginning of the podcast where you're like where you're kind of going along with how NBA is turning into more of like the like the melodrama of things going behind rather than the game. So and this feels like a little bit of that, right? Where mm-hmm. because, and this is why we're talking about this, because what John Morant is doing, what um, Zion Williamson is doing, is impacting the game. It really is because they are such impacts to the game. So without them in the game, we have to talk about why they're not there. It's not a basketball reason. It's not because they're, you know, their jump shot is bad or like, you know, they, you can't like, can't, you can't dunk anymore. Right. Whatever it is. Right. Like 
it's not that it's not, it's not a basketball reason why. So what is it? So for that, like if the other side would say, well, we can't talk about them. We, we, we shouldn't say things about them. Well, then play basketball. Mm-hmm. Well, that's rude. You can't say that either. Okay, which way do you want it? Right? I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah, I want to talk about you. Then I want to talk about you on the basketball court. Then go play. I can't. I'm dealing with with it. Well, then don't. Then don't wave a gun on IG Live. <laughs> then I won't talk about you. How how dumb you are. That's all. Mm-hmm. Totally fair. But I got to be able to do what I want. No, no. You're a pub. You're a public figure now. You can't do what you want. Your celebrity works because we care about what you do. That's how that works. It's the give and take of celebrity, buddy. It just is. And not saying he's complained yet, because we've not heard it. Ah, we've not heard him say what he really thinks. And I think in this day and age, it's more important to hear what you have to say. Statements, I don't care about a fucking statement. I was just Googling something really quickly and stumbled upon Anthony Edwards. I'm not sure how how I even got here, but this thing just jumped out at me and it really kind of goes back to say that you are wise, I feel, beyond your years, Terrence. There's some stuff that you're saying that that is happening after we have the show. It's weird. Me? Um, me? You're talking about me? Two, yeah. In 2022, September, the NBA fined, you know, Anthony Edwards $40,000 for posting a video on September 10th in which he called a group of shirtless men queer. Here's the part where I feel like you are wise beyond your years. This next day, he posted an apology stating what I said was immature, hurtful, disrespectful, and I'm incredibly sorry. Sorry, I'm like a video format. This is like... Ah, this all ties into Myers Leonard. Oh, Oh. we forgot. (laughs) This ties so well into Myers Leonard. I can't believe this ties in. Uh, picked up Milwaukee on a ten Bucks. another ten day, but yep, on another ten day with the Milwaukee Bucks, he was on a little hiatus because while playing Call of Duty, something right, Call of Duty on like mm-hmm. he used a anti-Semitic uh, slur, and the Heat let him go. <laughs> the Heat let him fucking go. That's how that story goes, basically. Um. And he's back on a team. Yep. Did you ever have a doubt that he was going to end up back on a basketball team? I remember back in when that happened, I knew at some point he would be back on a team. But did you ever think that he would be back on a team? I did. And mm-hmm. I was surprised that it took so long. Me too. Yes, that's the other thing. Yeah. Other, yes. Like, it was like, oh man, it, it, you know what happened? When it feels like it was, oh man, you live in Miami, Florida, Miles Leonard. 
where you have a plethora of Jewish it's people and faith in that area. Oh, like that that is stuff so bad. So many people were regards their homeland in the United States. And so to make that slur in such a again childish and immature way of just throwing it out there like the n-word <laughs> that everybody says in call of duty right and how <laughs> terrible that fucking shit is so to just bold. throw it so out bold. there with, with, without having Damn. any sort of like awareness of like you're a grown-ass man these are children that you're playing with half the time but you're a grown-ass man like the fact that Miami let him go, I felt like that was a a warning to everybody's like, ooh, if Miami lets you go here, let's wait until this blows over. Let's wait until something else similar, not as big, comes and we can scooch you in right in the time that your story gets like, you know, covered up. So people have to search on the second page just to find it. So yeah. They let him go for saying a racial slur. I'm not saying John Morant should be worried, but if an NBA player gets let go for saying something he did, playing a video game, you should be really worried, Ja. Right? If I were John Morant, I'd be really worried, and I would have gone on every type of social platform and well, get the public on my side. So I'll say two things, right? I think you are correct. Um, but this this is Kyrie over again in a similar fashion, right? Like the NBA didn't hand out any punishment to Miles Leonard because the Heat just released them. So Miles Leonard didn't serve a suspension. The Heat just released them, right? But Technically, in that space, we never fully got what the NBA thought about that up until Kawhi, uh, Kawhi Kyrie Leonard, Kyrie Irving, right? Kyrie Leonard, yeah, Kyrie, yes. And they made him sit down, write an apology letter, post it, like actually have a video, attend counseling, get some culture in him. Like they had a checklist of shit for him to do. And that was the league with the Nets at that time. And he didn't even say, he didn't even stay in any slur, Terrence. All he did was post about a movie. Like so in your opinion, then, do you think that Myers Leonard deserves a second chance and to be playing in the NBA still. Absolutely not. Without a shadow of a... Even... I'm not... I don't know if the apology is out there. I don't like... like, Even with an apology out there, you don't care. There's the amount of people who are exceptional and are really trying to play basketball compared to this dude who's a bench warmer who was not actually affecting the game 
you are no superstar. There is no, tr there's no like special treatment that you should have gotten from this, right? I look at this and saying, if someone with some, you know, non-person of color would have went up and said nigger on these, you know, video games or whatever the fuck, like it's, I have to hold that to the same sort of power there of like, you're done. Like, I, I'm good with whatever it is that you think it's okay at your age, right? Like, college kids and high school kids very different miles litter at that time was what 28 29 like when was that incident uh this is three from... years ago before yeah, covid i'm right looking at all COVID? miles litter says Um, this was back in 2021, so still in COVID. So it looks like, you know, 2021, like Miles Lily right now is how old? Thirty-one years old. So you're 29. You're almost 30, bro. Now. Mm -mm. I'm just trying to think of another time that race was involved in something like this and another player was given a like another shot or a pass and I man like Like Isaiah Thomas and Rodman thing, like with Larry Bird, <clears throat> is mm -hmm. like kind of close, right? If he were, you know, if he weren't white, he'd just be another good player. Um, trying to think of how other ones race. Yeah, dude, I don't. Players. I looked at Miles Leonard and people search for. It's a fascinating list. Julian Edelman, Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins. Without knowing if there's an apology. The only reason why my mind could be changed is because you use the N-word analogy. If somebody came out and used the N-word, it's the same energy. What We need to keep the same energy, right? Of like, mm -hmm. yo, player's done, right? Of like, they would be done. You can't do that. Yeah. You just can't. Yeah. Um, So that's the only reason why, because at first I was like, well, no, I mean, if there's an apology out there, I mean, like, we've let a lot of other people come back for a lot of egregious things, right? We let <clears throat> a lot of people come back for personal reasons, right? For yeah, bad, you, being bad people for other reasons. But you don't so, let a not, a, a not so good 30-year-old come back. Like, what do you bring to the team? What do you bring to the team, right? Like, right, like, like what? 
how do we not fill your role, right? We can fill your role just fine, basically is what you're saying. Yeah. Like this dude, well, I guess, why is he getting special treatment in this area, right? Like, yes, it's like, sure, it's been, I didn't think they were going to do anything, but like as we talked about before, he deserved to not play again. But it's just like. I'm surprised the Bucks, so? too. I'm surprised right. the Bucks, too, because. Well, I mean, it, it's more like insurance for Giannis. At least, because if he's clearly Giannis is banged up, and so maybe it's a way to kind of stretch his minutes out or shorten his minutes. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean he's not a script. I mean Myers Leonard isn't. I'm not saying he's going to turn that team around, but like just to be another veteran added to that team just feels like I don't think Myers Leonard should be rewarded to be playing for such a good team. I think he should go to the Pistons, right? I think he should go languish in the in Houston for a while, <laughs> right? I don't like Rupert. that he's going to a championship caliber team. That's all. You remember uh, Chandler Parsons? I do remember Chandler Parsons. Yeah, he, uh, he's a he got he got like a um top by his hair stops type of contract never did anything either anyways sorry you said Houston and I was like oh, I don't know yeah so he's back I'm very curious about this how people feel about it too yeah I think there's I like I can see that there could be merit to whatever side that they sort of take in this scenario, whether it's like forgiveness or you know consequential. But you know, I don't know. I stand by it. John yeah. Moran has way way more to lose. Not way more to lose. He has more to lose than Zion Williamson at this point. If they never play. If they never set foot on basketball court again, I think John Brand is the one who has more to lose. I feel like mm. I am swayed. I even think of all the things that he had, like, yeah, he went to do, right? He's got that alumni shit he can go back and do. He's got not that, you know, Ja doesn't have a school to go back to, but they're like, yo, but Duke is different, right? Like, yo. Mm-hmm. They'll they they will idolize him there forever, right? He will be a demigod forever and ever. He's basically Hercules. <laughs> He's basically Hercules. <clears throat> so, John Morant, still more to lose. Uh, anything else? I don't think so. This is a good conversation. I'm trying to think. Yeah, it was a really good conversation. We touched on the MVP stuff. We said the... You you said it, uh, the name, but now that it made me think, Rookie of the Year. I Do you think Paolo Bancaro is still Rookie of the Year, like, hands down? Yeah, I don't think there's anybody that close. Like... I think with uh, Jazz's I think got... free fall, I, Walker, 
Walker Kessler for a while was giving me a little worry. I was like, oh shit, he's carrying that team a lot. Yeah, I was but worried the, he was going to make a the, surge. Who's the one in Indiana? I would imagine that's sort of third. Um, uh, your mom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> your mom. Um, it's your mom. It's uh, I still can't believe Jason Tatum didn't run Rookie of the Year. Um, but it's uh, hold up. Wait, wait, who won over him that year? Ben Simmons. That's right. That's why it was egregious. That's right. Oh, interesting. People are saying that uh, Jalen Williams is coming up. Yeah, Paolo Vincero's stats are just so much higher. 20 points per game. More points, more assists, more rebounds. Like, shooting 42% from the field, 27 from three. But, man, working numbers are It's a shame. I bet if Chet was playing, I bet that race would be more looked at right now. Because nobody cares about Rookie of the Year right now. He kind of disappeared in the NBA All-Star Weekend. Right, like the fact that that uh, they played that on Friday, guard stood out that game. What's yeah. that? Uh, they played it on Friday too, right? The game. Yeah, Saturday. Like he, it was Friday, I think. So it was just he didn't stand out, which I was hoping he was going to stand out there. Yeah, rookie of the year. I still think he's the the front runner, though. I hope he wins. He's a good good dude. Um, I think all I've got. I think of anything else standing out. Looking at the standings really quick. Milwaukee comfortably at number one. Two games ahead. Not comfortably. Not comfortably. Just with the tear they're on, it feels comfortable, I guess. It could turn yeah. at any moment. Um, ooh, Denver getting their ass kicked. That Pat Beverly effect. Pat Beverly effect. Uh, uh, New York is is suddenly being amazing. And if they continue this next month, they might be the team that I say we focus on. Okay. If they can, yeah, that'd be if they can sustain. If they, they just can lost sustain, the sh- they just lost to Charlotte, but still got a lot of momentum. Excuse me. So, they just lost to Charlotte. Yeah, broke their nine uh, their nine game win streak, so they're nine and one. Yeah, that's beat seventy sixes. Beat fine. Boston twice. Yeah, beat I want to see uh, how that bounce back works, though. Let's see yeah. what that bounce back looks like. Yeah, uh, Denver Nuggets are down by twenty one points in the fourth. Less than four to go. Jeez. OKC is getting destroyed by almost forty five points. Oof. 
Atlanta won to the uh, to the Wizards by two. Boston got a nice blowout okay. win there. So Cleveland the hold, teams held that on are trying to and beat Miami. Wow. Yeah. Who's trying to catch Denver right now, though? Like, for, they're at 44 wins. Well, and then Phoenix. 10 games. Like, you think that would mean that Denver would have to stop winning games and Denver would, like, and Phoenix would have to, like, go on a tear. Mm-hmm. You think that can happen? You think Jokic is going to suddenly catch yellow fever and, you know, know, have diarrhea for a couple weeks? Jokic put up 18, five turnovers, eight assists, and 11 rebounds. Like, if he does that a handful more times, it's, it's possible. Okay, handful more times, five more times. That that's five losses, but then they'll be pretty bad. What's that? They'll be pretty bad. For like, I don't, I don't know if he'll be able to recover from. Like, I don't, I don't know if Denver is going to be able to recover and keep that number one seed if he's playing that poorly. Right. But that's if you play like that for the rest of the season. I'm saying, let's say, you said handful of times. Right, I agree. So maybe a handful of times. I think even with a handful of times, to catch them, Phoenix, that means they would also have to stop losing. And I think there's teams that can beat Phoenix. A lot of teams that can beat Phoenix in one game. In a series, going to be hard. That just might be me, right? Maybe I'm just. Well, it's a ten. Phoenix. It's a ten game discrepancy. Well, it's actually, actually, after tonight, once it's updated, so it'll be a nine game discrepancy. Nine game, right? Yeah. So I didn't know they had that large of a lead. Yeah, it's a it's a ten games is a lot. Nine games is a lot. So even if you gave away five games right now, and then there, how many more games in the season? That's where are we at? Yo, that's like another uh, forty game, thirty-five games. No, so, no, eighty-two. We're at like sixty. You're at like sixty-five. I thought no, we like we're at like sixty-one, sixty-two games. So we got like twenty-one games left. So right, even if we gave away five games. Right to you're saying these handful of games, five games, and then they win ten more out of that. It's hard to still hard to catch them. Yeah, if you're Sacramento or Phoenix, it's still hard to catch them. Right, ratio wise in terms of games left. Yeah, even if they go on a ten game win streak, they're still going to be behind a half game. And that's if Denver stops winning games. And I don't think that, like, unless you, your pitch has caught yellow fever and is dying, like, diarrhea is going down his shoes, <laughs> right? Like, 
we don't think like I think one bad game can't really make me believe that he's going to go on a five game tear of 25 turnovers. His girlfriend could have just broken up with him. Who knows, dude? How many turnovers did you say yet? Five. Five. Eight, 18? Yeah. 18 points. Oh, 18 points. I thought you said 18 turnovers. I'm like, God damn, that's a lot of fucking turnovers. <laughs> Yo, what was on your mind? Not basketball. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh man, that sorry. <laughs> that's so funny. That would have been terrible. Oh man. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, nope. <laughs> I think we are nice and high to round up the show. Thanks, I everybody. I know what you're about. <laughs> yes. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate. We it. will see you. Bright and early tomorrow, uh, next evening, next week evening on Wednesday. Next weekend, with next weekend, go to bed, Warren. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs>